blokes. Let's goals and blokes. But I'm the referee on this team, not you. Let's goals and blokes. Nice bowling. Maybe it's against his religion to hit the balls. Balls and blokes. It's a podcast with real nuts. Back, Joey. I said I'd start it. Oh, okay. You start it. Go. Shotzi. Joey, you well? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. What's what's been happening? Um... Not much. I've been down, down in Southland. Yeah, a couple of weeks off on, uh, on holidays. So I've uh, been good to go home and catch up with the friends and family. Um, and yeah, now we're back. Ready to go. Episode Definitely 8. Definitely ready to go, eh? Yeah. We're going to turn it on. We're going to turn it on big time. Turn it on big time. Uh, what's yeah. on the way this episode? Uh, we've got our general uh, NRL slash on report segment. We've obviously mm. got the Warriors too. They've had a bit of a up and down couple of weeks. Um, and I think we've got a bit of Super Rugby as well. Maybe, yeah, we'll throw that in there. Maybe throw in a bit of cricket too. Yeah, oh, there's a couple of little things happening little you said, things, isn't there? Not yeah. much. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, get into should, it, should eh? Get into it. Yeah, episode yeah. eight. Sure, it's hard to think we've had eight of these. Well, eight. Seven already going into the eighth yeah. one. We say that every week, though. I know. It's <laughs> still weird to think, though. <laughs> yeah, it does, isn't it? Oh, we've had a couple of weeks off, I suppose we? we've been this for like two and a half months, probably. Well, that would be eight weeks, Joe. Yeah. But I suppose there's a couple of extra Well, we had it? one episode that we won't talk about. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into episode eight of Bats, Balls and Blokes. Bats, Balls and Blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi. Before we get into our Warriors catch-up, our Warriors chat, a huge thanks once again to Four Mates Brewery, Scott and his team there. Uh, they do an excellent job. And next week, Joey, we've got a massive announcement coming uh, from those guys that we're really looking forward to getting out in the open. It's been a long time coming, uh, but finally we're in a position where we can announce it. So looking forward to doing that next week. Uh, keep an eye on our socials, I guess we could say, for that there. Um, our Warriors, mixed bag of results since we mm. last spoke. What do you reckon? Yeah, a bit of a cu- uh, tough couple of weeks. couple um, tough weeks. Yeah, but good to see them sort of bring it back with the old Canberra's game on on the weekend. Yeah, what were the results we've had? What have we had? Um, so the Warriors they've played the um, Roosters. Uh, they lost twenty. Ooh, what was it? Twenty two fourteen. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a bit harsh to be honest. I thought the ref was pretty average in the last sort of twenty. I'd probably say even fifteen ten minutes when, yeah. we, were, when we were looking like we were coming back. Um, There's a couple sort of situations um, sort of when we're on the on the back foot on our try line and, and they had a few restarts and, and things like that which um, which stitched us up a wee bit but um, yeah I thought that was not a bad game for the Warriors to be honest like you know yeah I think it, it is kind of shit though how much the referee played into that game there yeah definitely I think oh, it goes to show because the, the Roosters should have put a massive amount of points on the Warriors if you look at them on paper they're probably one of the strongest teams in the league definitely yeah to, you know to be putting you know, they should be putting more points on them, sorry, is what I'm trying to say. And for a referee to play part in that game that made things a lot closer and made the Roosters look like the worst team on the day, I guess you could say. I don't know, I wasn't a fan of it at all. And that's coming from a Roosters fan. Yeah, which the makes things have a lot of um a lot of history of being also, you know, top of the NRL for a long time. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty interesting that, as you say, the ref the ref did play a, a huge part into that game and probably Ended up winning them the game almost single-handedly. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially yeah. at the end there. Um, the next week after that, the Warriors were faced with a big challenge of the Storm. Oh, do, do we talk about that? I did say it in that wee video we did the other day. Yeah. Do we talk about that? 
I mean, I feel like we have to. Like, we have to critique. <sighs> 70 it's, points. It's tough. To 10. Yeah. That's hard to look at, mate. And when you think about the half-time score of 16-10, you'd think, you know, you'd the Warriors are right shot. in there. Yeah. Yeah. I had a wee, um, wee, I was on the TAB, as I do. No, as you do. And um, it said the there was one that the Warriors score in each half. Yeah. Thought after ten, you know, sixteen ten. I thought, you know, we'll be able to do that in the second half, just one one score. Um, and it was also more than six points in each half. And I thought we'd be able to do that as well. But the Warriors um, proved me wrong that second half. And I don't know what happened. I think there might have been a switch. I know that they they would have been probably a bit disappointed with the with the defense, especially in that winger. Um, what is his name? The winger, Kosi or something. Oh, Kosi or something. Yeah, I, who knows. Um, but I thought he had a terrible game. Yeah. Um, their first, oh, by their, I'm meaning the Storm, their first uh, three tries, I think, in the first half, I don't think should have been tries. There was yeah. one where we probably should have scored and um, the winger dropped it. And then, um, you know, turnover, 80-meter 80, 80 run for a try. Um, yeah, I thought maybe that played a role and how the second half went, you know, we we a bit disappointing. Yeah, um, But, yeah, for, to, to put, you know... A 60-point lead. That just ruins us on the table as well. Like, if we have the same amount of points as another team, you know, we're obviously going to be underneath them because of that, just just because of that game single-handedly. Yeah, the, the so, points for and against and all that yeah, sort of stuff comes so into play. I think um, the Warriors, you know, they'll be pretty disappointed about that, that week as a whole, and I think they'll just want to flush that. See, Nathan Brown, the coach of the Warriors, came out and said that he felt like a lot of his players gave up during that game there. And to, just to defend them a little bit, I would say I can understand why they would have given up. And to me, uh, I look at it from a perspective that you look at yourself, you know, midway through that second and a half, you're 40 points down, you know, you're 30 points down, whatever. It's hard to come back from. It's near on impossible to come back from. You know, so of course those players would have been doubting themselves, their abilities, the rest of their team's abilities and that sort of stuff. And I can see why they gave up. So I thought it was a harsh comment, but a truthful comment at the same time that Brown made. Um, after the game yeah it was definitely disappointing as I was saying to you sort of on that Saturday night um, they were sort of scoring off that second tackle second second third tackle yeah and you know normally when you score a try it should be on that you know sixth tackle you should be really using your whole set yeah balls to the wall trying to like but they were just running over us their forwards were getting the ball I think um, oh god what's that props name who actually plays for the Kiwis he put that wee kick up and um you know, DWZ got knocked out and Pep scored, and it was just it was just atrocious. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think the Warriors want to flush that one down the drain a wee bit. And just pointing out, you know, obviously the Storm was an impressive, you know, defeat from them. They played really well. You can't, you know, yeah. knock them down for their performance. Uh, Pappenhausen was very, very good. Fast, eh? very good. Yeah, he was so quick. Fast man. He just run through our line. We just yeah. we just couldn't hold on to the guy. You know, there would be moments we would get a hand on him and we'd manage to try and hold on or whatever. But he'd just break tackles. Yeah, his no. tackle break um, numbers, his, his tackle numbers as well were all incredible. He had a massive amount of stats during that game there, uh, which is something very, very impressive um, for a player who's, you know, one of the, obviously one of the top players in the game at the moment. Um, and that just adds to his stats, which is pretty cool for him. Yeah, I thought Jerome Hughes and um, Xavier Coates were really good as well. Yep. Um, I thought Hughes actually played... Probably a more dominant role than he's like he's obviously a dominant player at um, that half region, yeah, yeah. but um, I thought he was much more dominant with his kicking. Um, yeah, and he just had a lot of runs. I think he had a lot of running meters as well, so that was really good. And ex- obviously Xavier Coates with five five tries as well was just really impressive, really. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and then, of course, the Warriors managed to get the win over the Raiders in the weekend. Sean Johnson coming through with a drop goal uh, and golden point in that one there. Of course, they managed to uh, Reese Walsh kick a penalty, and that put things all equal going into uh, full time. That was in the 80th minute as well. Johnson slots a, uh, a field goal, drop goal, and away we go. We're on. Yeah, no, I was really, um, really impressed with that game. I thought the Warriors didn't actually play that well. I think there was something like a 58 percentage, um, yeah, yeah what, completion, completion rate, completion, yeah, um, which isn't pretty that good for a win. But you know, if if we get those that completion up, then I think we can, um, you know, handle the bigger teams. You know, like the such as the Cowboys, Panthers, you know, those sort of teams. So yeah, exactly. Um, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we get a bit better, but um, I thought that Arcee was quite good. Yeah, Arcee, we've spoken a bit about him um, just between the two of us off mic yeah. recently and saying how we quite like him, so he's going to be a, a, a massive asset to come for the Yeah, Warriors. and you've got a bit of news about um, sort of Nicarima and stuff as well. Yeah, so, so we'll go into some behind-the-scenes stuff in the Warriors camp at the moment. Uh, the Vodafone Warriors have managed to secure the signature of Roosters halfback Ronald Volkman on a three-year contract as of 2023. Volkman is considered to be one of the game's hottest young superstars, and the Warriors believe he will offer a similar impact to Reese Walsh, which is really, really exciting. Just another addition, someone that's young that they can hopefully try and hold on to. Of course, there's been rumours uh, recently of Reese Walsh trying to find another club and that sort of stuff, and he's spoken out and said, no, I'll be at the Warriors next year, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, he I did shut see rumors that. down. Most of those rumors were around the Dolphins, I think, weren't they? Yeah, I think. Well, just because that's where he's sort of from, isn't it? Yeah, they um, gave him his first start. I think that's what he's sort of trying to aim at. Yeah, hundred percent. Which but, is cool. Um, Don't forget your roots. That sort of exactly, that and sort of it's thing. quite impressive as well, considering the Warriors were playing a lot of home games next year as well. Yeah, well, I see he's moving. He's here. considered to move, which with, is cool with a young family as well. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do we say? He's nineteen, isn't he? Nineteen. Yeah, Shit, with, that's young. I think his kids like a year old as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's like us, Joey. Uh, that is that is us, yeah. Could you see yourself with a kid playing with a kid? No. <laughs> no. Well, let's no. Just end that there. No. <laughs> Uh, well, Volkman checks in. Another warrior is due to retire. Ash Taylor, who made the team uh, on a training contract earlier this season, has announced he will be stepping away from the game completely. Uh, Taylor has played just one game for the Warriors since being released from a titan uh, from the Titans on a multi-million dollar, uh, sorry, a million dollar a season contract. So that's big money for him as well. Uh, Taylor cites that he has suffered a hip injury that he just can't seem to shake off. Uh, Warriors have said the 27-year-old will still remain employed by the club, though, which is very interesting. So I don't know what position. Uh, we'll see him in, whether it's a coaching role or a training role or what it is, but he'll still be uh, a part of the Warriors family, I guess you could say. Which That's is cool. It's good yeah. to see. They're not losing him completely to another club or anything. Definitely. Um, shit, 27's young, though, to be retiring. It's very young. Must be um, must be earning it. Yeah. It is injury, though. Yeah. Injuries I forced guess. him to retire. I, yeah, I guess. But, you know, a million bucks a season. Mm. He might be do the old, um, God, what were we saying the other day? Um, apprentice. Who's the apprentice builder? Mentoring. Mentoring, yeah. yeah. Might do the older And then not even watch any league. Exactly. That's yeah, crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no one can question the commitment of CHT Chanel Harris to Vita uh, to the Warriors Club after playing 46 minutes with a ruptured testicle. Yeah, it's not good, is it? Yeah, it's not good. I can imagine, imagine it. Yeah. What was the um the old God, I keep forgetting names when I when I start talking about something. Um the Shocker. All Blacks number eight. Wayne Wayne the Bucks Shelford. Yeah, it was too. Um He ripped his open though, didn't he? I think he, he yeah, I think he did something like that as well. Mm. But um, good to see CHT doing, doing the hard yards for the boys. 
46 minutes with a ruptured testicle after the uh, humiliating 70 points to 10 loss that we spoke about earlier to the Storms. Uh, unfortunately, CHT will be out of the game for up to a month. I have seen him, though, a photo today of him in training, which is awesome to see. Warriors have, however, signed uh, Cowboys playmaker uh, Dijan Assi for the rest of the season. Assi made his debut for the club in the Golden Point win against the Raiders and was impressive, uh, hoping to gain a longer contract. But Warriors are spoilt for choice with Sean Johnson, Luke Metcalf, and Vulcan already signed for next year. So they're pretty stacked in the halves uh, sort of area. And CHT is also playing his heart out in hopes of a new contract. So I think they should sign him. Yeah, it was interesting. My dad called me up yesterday and he said about the Aussie um, playing for the Warriors. He said it, it's been his favourite club for year, like his whole life. You know, he's been a diehard Warriors supporter. Yeah, have you seen the photo Yeah, of him in the grandstand as a kid? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. my old man sent me that. It's cool, eh? Yeah, so um, we probably won't have too much trouble about loyalty. And, and if he's playing all right, I think we'll, we'll want him to stick around. Fingers crossed he doesn't play too well and then another club end up snapping him up though with I the don't, money. Yeah, maybe with the money, but you know, him being like that diehard Warriors fan, you know, yeah. it's kind of, yeah. It's like you playing for the Warriors. Exactly. Just diehard. Oh, I'd, I'd be a Roosters man, mate. Oh. <laughs> uh, Warriors uh, man Matt Lodge has cops and flack by fellow players and other teams uh, after the win against Canberra. Lodge, who was off contract at the end of the season, took a high shot down in front of the posts with two minutes to go in the game. The shot was uh, slightly questionable, uh, but Lodge hit the ground, holding his jaw, convincing the referee to call a penalty, which they did. Uh, Walsh would then slot the penalty to send the game into extra time. Johnson would then secure the win with a drop goal in extra time. Lodge has come out saying he's not proud of his acting, but it did allow the Warriors to take the win. What do we think of that? Yeah, well, Lodge doesn't um, strike me as as much of an actor, Uh, but yeah, every team does it these days. It doesn't matter... What team's playing? Um, you know, if you get struck on the hit on the head, they're sort of advised to go down. Mm. I bet your coaches are telling them in the changing room. You know, if it's going to cost us the game, you guys are going down. I don't care. Well, it got like, them the game. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't care if you want to be try be those you know heroes or hard men that just stay up and yeah. keep going. Like if we want the penalty, like it's going to turn a bit, bit like bit like soccer, really. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, because they always exaggerate and don't they? Yeah, but if it is a penalty. Um, you know, why not? I mean, I don't like it myself. I hate watching it, but um, it's, it's going to get that way. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And the more of them that do it, the more frequent we're going to see it, the more we'll get used to it. I wonder if they'll do something like um, what the soccer's ended up doing is kind of yellow carding or turning it the other way if there was a definite dive. Oh, right. Yeah, so I think that's sort of something that's happened in the past five years in the football world is the old diving, um, getting yellow cards. Mm, so that could be something that happens eventually. Yeah. Uh, some more news coming from the Warriors that we are a little bit excited about. Uh, it's more based on the Roosters, uh, Rabbitohs, though, I guess we could say. They are set to announce a massive signing for them very shortly, a signing that we're not too um, fond of, I guess we could say. Joey, sounds like the South Sydney Rabbitohs have picked up Cody Nikarima. Um, he's been looking for a club for a while now after the Warriors told him he can go and apparently the signing of Ronald Volkman was just the tipping point and Nikarima put pen to paper with the Bunnies we're expected to find out about that there officially in a couple of days but it sounds like it's pretty well set in stone it's no stress for us is it? no stress we're quite happy about that aren't we? yeah we'll hold the door open yeah exactly hold Pick the door out. open on the way out mate I'll where give you him go. a foot yeah I'm give him a foot off. Yeah, just a wee one on the backside. Just a wee, wee foot on the backside? Yeah. Yeah. Just see you later, mate. See you later, mate. Cheers. Cheers for nothing. Cheers for coming. Not tonight, champ. One of those ones. <laughs> Not tonight, champ. <laughs> oh, well, I think that's about it for the Warriors chat. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. We'll have it we jump into our on-report segment uh, where we cover all things general NRL. That's Balls and Blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi.
Welcome back to Bats, Balls and Blokes, episode 8 of the pod. Super good to be back after a couple of weeks off. Uh, shortly, we're going to touch on our holidays, have a wee bit of a catch-up, and see if any blokes' yarns have come out of our time away back down south in Invercargill and Dunedin. Uh, well, three rounds of NRL has taken place since we've been away, so this week in our on-report segment, I said to Joey, let's not bother about round six, because everyone would have seen those results and that sort of stuff online. Uh, probably the big result out of that round there, though, would have to be um, the Tigers knocking over over the Eels, 21 points to 20. Uh, but that's about it really though, of course, in that Warriors-Roosters game that we spoke about just a moment ago. Uh, so let's jump into round number seven. I thought, Joey, I'm going to stitch you up and you can read all the results while I sit here and listen. Okay, that's <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so we'll start with um, the Sharks versus Seagulls game. That was the first game of the week. Um, what was that, two weeks ago now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Sharks won 34-22. Seagulls aren't playing that well, are they? They're not. But we'll talk about that soon. Yeah, yeah. talk about that I'll, I'll get it out. Just keep going, yeah. mate. Uh, Broncos on. bet the Bulldogs 34-14. Cowboys smashed the Titans 30-4. Uh, West Tigers bet the Rabbitohs. Great win again. Um, West Tigers had a couple of good weeks there with um, beating the Rabbitohs and, as uh, Shuts just said, the Eels by one point. Um, Knights played the Eels and got smashed 39-2. The Knights are struggling at the moment, as you know we're going to cover yeah. soon. Uh, Panthers bet the Raiders 36-6. Dragons bet the Roosters... Uh, 14 to 12, a tough game for the Roosters. Um, Storm, yeah, we won't, we won't, we won't worry about that one. Um, <laughs> Broncos bet the Sharks 16 seven, great game that one was. Um, the Titans lost to the Panthers 18 four, 18 to four. Um, Rabbitohs bet the Seagulls 40 to 22. As we said, Seagulls just struggling at the moment with in the league. Um, Bulldogs bet the Roosters 16 to 12. Uh, Cowboys. Bet the Eels 35-4. Big win for the Cowboys. That moved them to to third on the ladder, Mm. um, which is a big win against the Eels because the Eels are a pretty strong team at the moment as well. Um, Knights, again, lost to the Storm 50-2. I think the Storm, well, we'll we'll add it up, about 120 points in two rounds. Crazy. Um, And the Dragons bet the West Tigers 12-6. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the results from week nine. Yeah, a couple of weeks, or week eight, Joey. Week eight, sorry, yeah. A yeah, couple of weeks of uh, big amounts of action. Let's just jump back into round number seven uh, and focus on a couple of games a little bit there. Of course, uh, Manly struggled uh, 34 points to 22, as you said a moment ago, against the Sharks. Uh, still missing Tommy Turbo at that stage. We only see him return this week. Um, but they've been missing him. Yeah, we should probably highlight the um, game that Talakai played, because uh, mm. it's been everywhere. But I think people are saying he's played the best ever half anyone's ever seen in the NRL. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If, did you watch that one? I watched the highlights. Yeah. Well, it was. I watched it in the living room with my with my old man and far out. I think he he had two tries and he set up the other three like try assists. Um, and I think he ran for over three hundred meters just in the first half. That's good, eh? Yeah. So good I think stats. he um he played pretty well. They didn't really use him in that second half because they were thirty four nil up and then they ended up thirty four twenty two. So scoreless oh no it might have been two points in the second I think it was yeah 32 nil and then 34 22 so scoreless in the in the second half but um yeah the Seagulls we pissed Morgan which Harper, is understandable Morgan yeah Harper, not good yeah uh, another team that's not really impressing me at the moment that I thought may not have been bad this season is the Knights of course they got done in round number seven uh by the Parramatta Eels 39 points to two that's embarrassing mate yeah especially with all the, the gossip around the Knights at the moment. You think, um, you know, million-dollar contracts, salary caps everywhere. Yeah. 
you think, well, their team should be pretty good. That's right. Um, but it's not really working out for them, is it? No, it's not. Uh, of course, a huge ups to the Tigers as well. Managed to knock over the Bunnies, 23 points, 22, uh, which is which is good to see, I think. I don't mind the Tigers, and I think it's just good to see the Bunnies getting beaten every, every now and then. Yeah, well, Brooks is sort of trying to... Finally playing well, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Sort um, of found a sweet spot. Yeah, definitely. So I think the West Tigers will be... I don't know if they're going to be a force to, rec- be, to be reckoned with, but I think they'll they'll throw a couple spinners in the works for um, some of those top teams wanting uh, ladder spots, if you know what I mean. That's right, yeah. And I suppose the other game of the week, other than that uh, Warriors-Roosters one that we should touch on briefly, is the Dragons and Roosters. Unfortunately, the Roosters not looking too flash at the moment. Uh, we'll touch on their next round as well shortly. Uh, 14 points to 12. They back in round seven. They got done. Uh, by the Dragons. Good to see Joey Manu getting a try again in the 69th minute. Uh, Sam Walker, he was pretty good off the boot, but 14-0 at halftime. Um, Dragons were up, obviously. Roosters tried to make a comeback, but just wasn't good enough. Yeah, well, the Roosters had, I th- well, I watched that game, and I think the last 20 minutes, I think, was all theirs. Um, great defense they had on the uh, Dragons. I think they made probably 20, minute, 20 meters from each of their um, set restarts, so... Um, it was pretty embarrassing that all that field position, all that territory, all that possession wasn't scoring the many points. So, exactly. Yeah, I thought the Roosters would be pretty pretty upset about that one. Well, let's jump into round number eight. The most recent round we have seen, of course, uh, started off with the Broncos against the Sharks, 16-7, as you said before. Uh, good to see the Broncos getting another win. The game of the week for me, though, uh, would have to be... Well, not the game of the week for me, but probably one of the games that I watched closest uh, was the Rabbitohs up against the Sea Eagles. Bunnies managed to get that done, 40 points to 22, and um, it was quite a good game to watch, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, Bunnies sort of had the um, momentum, didn't they? Um, yeah. They just sort of kept scoring, uh, which was really good to see. Another game that I really liked was the Cowboys versus the Eels. The Cowboys just absolutely dominated. Yeah, slaughtered um, them. I thought Tom, Tom Malolo was very impressive, um, and he had a lot of running metres too. Um, so, yeah, it was good to see. I thought the Titans um, played pretty well against the Panthers, even though they ended up losing by 14 points. I thought their first half was pretty good. Kick yeah. them out. But the Panthers are one of those teams, you know, you don't, you've got to carry it on for the second half, otherwise they will come out. That's exactly right. Uh, of course, the Roosters, once again, another shocker for them. 16 points to 12, they got done by the Bulldogs. And um, I don't know what's, what struck them. At the moment, mm. it's something's just you know in the blood, and it's it's not working for them. Yeah, well, I think Ted Tedesco's playing some of his best footy. He's playing is, well at the moment. Yeah, and we've got to think about it. He's getting old too. Like yeah. I know he's not not an age wise, but in like mm. a playing style and that sort of stuff. He's been around for a few years now. Uh, things have got to start slowing down with the guy somewhere. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, mate. But yeah, something needs to change in that Roosters lineup. And I know Trent Robertson is a um, determined and dedicated coach. And I think he'll push for change. He'll try and push them through. Uh, you know, if they are going through a rough patch, if it's just been an off couple of weeks, I don't know. We'll see this week. Um, I guess if we can see if there's any changes being made. They've got the Titans this week, which is a relatively easy game for those guys. They should win that. And that'll be a confidence booster as well. I, I actually think with the Roosters, um, the Kerry um, and Sam Walker combo, I'm not, I don't know if I like it. I, I think they're really? very similar. Right. I think they play really similar footy. Um, and I don't know. I just don't think they're um, they're working. Yeah, I, I think Sam Walker's probably a wee bit inexperienced, um, and he makes a few of those mistakes. But he's not playing bad. Um, 
I can't see the Fords doing much. I don't think Warrior Hargraves has had many good games this year. I thought, um, you know, in the past sort of five to ten years, he's been he's been pretty strong up front with a lot of running meters. But you see the the players, mm. the props, kind of like Payne Haas and and players like that, just kind of get in the. I don't know. Rub the green over him at the moment. He's kind of just getting nowhere. I feel he gets the ball and he and he just kind of jogs in. Um, yeah, I think the Fords need to be a bit more up front with their with their running meters. And I and I I don't see like a a back rower um, with sort of the ball skills. You know the the types like Isaiah Yo yeah, um, okay. and players like that. So I want I want to see that for the Roosters. The Cheese, Brandon Smith, is in the NRL spotlight once again, being investigated by the Storms management and the NRL for a comment he made while Storms teammate Xavier Coates was being interviewed after a big win over the Knights in the weekend. Smith was heard saying a word to Coates in um, Pidgin English, which is what they speak in Papua New Guinea. Apparently the word that Smith used is a word that describes several meanings of sexual nature, upsetting fans who knew what it meant. NRL have said that Smith's behaviour was unprofessional and potentially disrespectful as well. Smith has stated he had absolutely no idea what the word meant, but had heard other players saying it. Should the NRL find Smith guilty of this, he could face up to $50,000 in fines and a one-game suspension. It's big money. But to these guys, it's probably not. To be honest with you, yeah, but oh, I mean, fifty G's, like it's a lot of, it's still it's, a lot of money, isn't it? You wouldn't make that on marketplace, mate, selling your shirts, would you? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> sure, I wouldn't make it a lot of things, but um, yeah, God, it's a pretty, I don't know about that. It's a bit of a, you know, it's just a comment. Yeah, exactly, it's exactly. Just a comment, but yeah, yeah, the game's going soft, as some would say. Yeah, <laughs> it was Latrell, wasn't it? That said yeah, that. yeah. Uh, Canberra's Jack Whiten and Manly's Carl Lawton have both taken early guilty pleas after a crackdown in the weekend's games over dangerous tackles and dangerous throw tackles, especially. Uh, Lawton was hit with a grade three charge and sent off, and will serve a four-week ban. That was in like the ninth minute he made that tackle and tipped um, old mate over, which mm. is. Shocking to see. Whiten was a grade two tackle against the Warriors, and he faces two weeks on the sideline as well. So uh, things in the game, discipline, probably needs a little bit of a work on. I have seen a few other things online this week, Joey, that I'm keen to share uh, with our pod listeners. One of them, uh, which really interested me, was the leaderboard of sets completed. Any idea who you think would be on top of that? Uh, teams? Yeah. Um, it's got to be Panthers, right? They're equal first with another team. Was it a surprise team? Um, yes and no. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. It's the Parramatta Eels, both on oh, 81%. Sure. Uh, in third and fourth place equal are the Brisbane Broncos and the North Queensland Cowboys. Mm. The Storm and Manly share fifth and sixth. Uh, back to the Tigers in the seventh. Bulldogs, they sit in eighth. And they I don't know the Warriors yet. <laughs> yeah, they're not there, mate. They're not in the top ten. Uh, Bulldogs and Knights are equal in eighth and ninth. And the St. George Illawarra Dragons sit in... Um, Intent on seventy four percent, so some some high up there numbers. Uh, yeah, Warriors nowhere to be seen. Although yeah. we do see the Warriors on the Team Errors leaderboard on average, oh. uh, but they do sit down in eighth on eleven point four percent with the Errors on top of that list. In first place is the Bunnies on fourteen. Gee, yes, yeah, so that's quite a lot of Errors when you think about it. Yeah, I think the Warriors chase greatness in in every aspect of the game. Exactly. Even errors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. Just it shapes them as a team, you know. Mm. Uh, news this week: Brad Fittler, coach of the Blue State of Origin team, has come out and said that no matter what, 
James Tedesco will be his fullback for the 2022 State of Origin series. I like it a lot. He said that it's our captain, uh, and there's no way we won't be playing him. So very, very interested to see that there. Uh, Manly have come out and spoken out. They're saying the Sea Eagles are reportedly facing a tight salary cap for next season, and there's a possibility they won't be able to sign um, Kieran Foran again, which means he could be on the lookout for a new club. Uh, unsure where he would end up. Would be interesting to see that actually to be quite honest with you and of course once we said again uh, as we said again before Reese Walsh has announced he is not leaving uh, the Warriors at all there's no talks about that at this stage um, which is good I think we need to keep him yeah I've got a I've got a couple things to say as well that I've, what have, I've what seen have you got? Um, so Dolphins reportedly signed Sean O'Sullivan really to play halfback yeah uh, how many years does it say um, oh I'll check that no, no it doesn't silence. it doesn't even say no, How many years? No, sure. I just it was just a post I saw in Fox League, but um, obviously he's the you know he's never going to beat Cleary for a starting position at the Panthers. So I'm interested to see how he goes for them. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, also, something I wanted to talk to you about was um, I saw a thing about um, Kalen Ponga potentially playing six for the Knights, as it's not really working for him at fullback, and he's and he kind of wants to get more in the game. So I was thinking, what do you reckon about that? He's probably got the size of a six, to be quite honest with you. Like, he's a different build to some of the other fullbacks in the games, likes of um, Teddy, as we spoke about before, and Pappenhausen and that sort of stuff. He's sort of, like, sort of a different build mm. to those guys. So he, he might not be a bad six, to yeah. be quite honest with you. Um, I don't know. There's a couple of people that do play fullback in the game. You know, your, your Reese Walsh and that sort of stuff. People that could be playing six. And I'm just saying that to wind up your mates because I know they give me uh, quite a bit of shit about my, my statement. On the FaceTime. Yeah, they yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. They didn't like that. I got abused by Joey's mates on FaceTime for Reese Walsh. Me and my comment saying he should be a six. But um, we'll leave that there anyway. I know they are avid listeners of the pod. But no, I could see Ponga in a, in a six jersey. It would be interesting. I think that. he's quite elusive. And I think if players um, run off him, They'll mm. get um, through those gaps. So, yeah, I, I could see that happening for sure. But hopefully we don't get sprayed about saying that as well. Yeah. But, um, it's not neither get shit sprayed. It's me, though, isn't it? Yeah, really. So, yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> another thing that um, has been proposed is the NRL having a, a season opener for 2023 in America, in Los Angeles. Thoughts? Just taking two teams over and doing... Well, I think they're trying to promote the sport in America. And I think it probably will pop off I, I think they like the big hits they like the fights um and they'd probably like to see you know a bit of bit of ruck action without helmets on you know i suppose it probably is the next closest thing to the american football i guess isn't it hits wise like big hits and that yeah, sort of stuff yeah definitely, there's definitely bigger hits than rugby wise. and 100 percent. so i wonder if whatever if it does happen yeah it would be cool if they took all the teams over there and did like a super round mm. where all the teams play at one stadium or something like that but um It'd be cool to see what two teams get to go over there. It'd be a massive opportunity for like the Warriors to go over and find you know someone that could come play for the, the Warriors States or something. Manu. Manu. Manu could coach. Manu could. Give him five years. Take him out He's of prison. He's on sabbatical. Take him out of prison and send him over there. <laughs> Pay for his, uh, what is it? Bail. Bail. Pay for his bail. I think he's passed the whole bail side of things. <laughs> he's now, Joey. passed <laughs> it. I think he's got enough money to uh, propose it. But yeah, no, I don't know where the money would have gone because he would have made a shitload of money out of the meth, eh? He would, have been, he would have been sitting in a good place financially. He would have been... You know, those kids would have had the best Christmas of their life. <laughs> well, a white Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Poor bloke. Oh, I feel for him. I wonder Poor how he's bloke. doing. Poor bloke. I wonder bloke. how he's doing. What, what do you reckon he's doing right now? Manu? Yeah. I reckon he's head down, eh? Head down in the corner. Probably probably doing some push-ups or something. Yeah. And he's ready to get at the... I um, wonder if he stays fit or if he ends up, you know, blowing out a little bit. He'll definitely blow out, I think. You reckon? Oh, I suppose he's got not much to eat, though, has he? One hour yard time. 
Yeah. Or does he go like real fitness for he can get bigger than ever? Mm. Who knows? Bulk up. I don't know. We'll see him again one day. Yeah. He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back and he'll join us on Bats, Balls and Blokes for a uh, exclusive interview about his time inside. <laughs> Watch what you say there. Right? We don't want to make, make false promises like Richie McCaw. Yeah, uh, that wasn't a false promise. That was just April Fool's. Yeah, true. Yeah. I thought it was legit. Well, you, you did for a while. Yeah, that's right. And then I sort of had to break it to you and you weren't too happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is that it for our on report for that's, this week? That's it. Yeah. We'll move well, on. Well, should we jump into some uh, super rugby super stuff? Super rugby, yeah. All right, let's Might do well. it. That's Balls and Blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi. Righto, shuts. Couple of weeks away um, and a couple of big weeks of super rugby. Obviously, the New Zealand teams are heading overseas to Australia and, and playing those Aussie teams. Bit of a surprise um, with a couple of games. We thought the New Zealand um, teams would sort of blow out. Um, a lot of those Aussie teams. Well, I did myself. I know you probably did as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Brumbies and uh, I think the Reds have shown a bit of bit of fight, bit of toe, bit of toe. Showed some toe. Yeah, you've got the um, scores in front. Of you. Do you want to read them out? Yeah, exactly. So it all started round number ten of the Super Rugby Pacific. It was Chiefs versus the Waratahs to kick it off. Chiefs managed to get the win, fifty-one points to twenty-seven. Uh, unfortunately, the Moana Pacifica and Western Force game was postponed that week. I think that has something to do with COVID and that sort of stuff as well. Um, that was supposed to be on the Friday. So moving on to Saturday, this was April the 23rd. Seems like ages ago now. Um, the Blues versus Fiji and Drua. Blues managed to get that done, 35 points to 18. Uh, the Hurricanes came up against the Reds, 30 points to 17 in that game there. Uh, the Sunday, it was the Highlanders and Brumbies turn for a game, 28 points 17. Brumbies got the win. Uh, and then, of course, the game to round out the week and round out the round, I guess we could say, round number 10, uh, was the Crusaders and the Rebels, 42 points to 17. So moving on to round number 11, uh, Friday it was the Reds up against the Chiefs. Chiefs, once again, undefeated in Australia. They managed to get the win, 27 points to 25. Uh, the Blues played Western Force, so Western Force's first game with the uh, Kiwis over there, and wasn't great for them. Blues managed to get the win, 22 points to 18. Wasn't a bad watch, though. Um, it's good to see. Highlanders back into the winning circle again. 27 points to 24 over Fiji and Drua. Uh, the Crusaders were beaten by the Waratahs. 24 points to 21, which was interesting to see um, after the Waratahs were beaten 51-27 in the last round by the Chiefs. And then, of course, it was Moana Pacifica and the Rebels. And the Rebels beating them 26 points to 22. And Brumbies Hurricanes was the last game of the week on Sunday. Hurricanes getting done 42 points to 25. So, as you said, Joe... Some of those Aussie teams putting in some upsets. Yeah, it was interesting to see, um, just with it in front of me, uh, the difference between week 10 and week 11, or round 10 and round 11, um, just with the tightness of those scores. You know, uh, Chiefs blowing the Waratahs out, and then the Waratahs coming up to the top um, of the table against the Crusaders and, and beating them. So, um, big big games. And they the Brumbies, were. Brumbies are playing really well as well. They're looking very, very good. Unfortunate to see that... Um, Josh Morby, I know you're going to give me a look as soon as I say his name. Uh, Josh Morby didn't end up heading to Australia by the looks of things, but now some of those teams are starting to come to New Zealand again uh, and play some of those Aussie teams here. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately he didn't get much games gone. He could have been the big difference in a win against the Brumbies for the Hurricanes. But I've enjoyed seeing those Aussie teams back in action and that sort of stuff again. It's good seeing some of the players that, you know, we only tend to see in either Super Rugby or when we're playing international footy. Uh, I find it really cool to be able to see these guys in action. And it sort of shows you who to look out for, um, you know, come the World Cup 
and that sort of stuff. And some of those guys we're going to see wearing Wallabies jersey. So I've really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to seeing the next few weeks as well. Uh, and this next round, uh, round number 12, is looking pretty good. So he's hoping uh, we see some good games over the course of the next round. Yeah, I just want to talk to you quickly about the Hollanders. Um, obviously, we, we're diehard Holland, Hollanders fans. That's right, yeah. Um, it's probably the games we, we look at most intently with the Super Rugby. We're kind of skim... We're, we're more league at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, we're we kind are. of. I think it's. I think it's how... It's a passion. It's how the game's going at the moment. We were just talking the other day with another guy in, in um, Shuts' class who is a referee. Um, and we're saying mm. about how many rules there are in, in the rucks and, and, you know, every single breakdown, you know, there's three infringements and, you know, you're lucky if one gets called sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, we, we're a bit sick of that ourselves. But we, we are watching still. But just, um, anyway, with the Highlanders team, how do they come, how do they come into Australia and, and start beating these teams? Because... You know, they lost to the Brumbies 28-17. That was a horrible game to watch. And they almost lost to Fiji and Drua. I think Fiji and Drua are, you know, 11 weeks and 11 games into Super Rugby. You know, they haven't played a lot of a lot of rugby at all. And they've come together and, you know, they, they were up for most of that game. Holland has just pulled through at the end. But how does the, how do the Landers get back? That's the thing. I don't, I don't know what it is. I think it's probably playing against some of these players they haven't played against for a long time. That When they're playing these New Zealand teams, they're playing players that they play against you know, all year round, whether that be an NPC or, or whether that be in you know, your Super Rugby or whatever. They play these guys a lot. So I don't know if it's going over there and playing people they haven't played against for a while or what it is because obviously COVID's delayed a lot of things. Um, but something's just, just changed in the Landers' side. They've tried different things. They've tried starting Banks at first five. They've tried putting Hunt in there. They've tried, you know, not starting Smith, starting Fakatava. They've tried all sorts of wee different things. Mm. But I, I don't know what it's going to take for a change there. I think this weekend could be different. Uh, they've got the Reds this weekend, I think it is. Um, so, well, yeah, we'll wait and see. But still, the Reds are another strong side. So the Highlanders, if they want to bag points and get themselves up, in that, they need to make the top eight, don't they? Is it top eight? Yeah, but I don't even see them doing it at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're talking a couple of weeks ago on the pod. Uh, we had the game against the Hurricanes, and that if we w- if we won that, we would be in the top eight. But, yeah, you know we've w- we've lost two games since then. Obviously, one of them against the Hurricanes. Um, but it's just tough. What do you think? Do you think it's a forwards or a backs thing? Do you think, do you think our forwards aren't performing? Do you think our backs aren't performing? Do you think there's certain players that uh, this isn't their grade? Do you think we're not playing as a team? What is that? I think it's probably not playing as a team, to be honest. They're not yeah. really like gelling together. I don't think we can necessarily put it on just the forwards or just the backs because there's still some players that are really standing out there. Like, so, Gruder, he's playing good footy at the moment. And then you're looking in the backs and that sort of stuff. And I think Gregory, he's been impressive recently. Um, I think Smith, when he's been on, he's been on. You know, he's been playing some good footy and that. Mitch Hunt, not rating him at the moment. They tried playing him at fullback as well. Wasn't too bad there, but it's still nothing mm. major. I think there's just some players that aren't really pulling their weight, and that's what's sort of making the Highlanders not play as a team, if that makes sense. Yeah, interesting. They've got um, James Lynch as, as a co-captain this week, um, as well as Aaron Smith, uh, which is normally just Aaron Smith. Maybe they're looking for the future um, as, as James Lynch is, as a as a captain. Um, I think we are missing All Blacks. Like, There's no doubt we're missing All Blacks. Yeah. Um, we're missing... Um, especially in that forward pack, I think our, you know, our loose forwards—they're good players. I, I really like the the Evans brothers. Um, I really like um, Tuu. I think Tuu's a really good player as well. But uh, there's something about our breakdown. We're we're losing a lot of ball at breakdown. We're turning the ball over a lot when we're on attack. Yeah. Uh, so we can't finish yeah. plays. We can't score tries. And yeah, I don't know. I think we're going to have to really pull finger in the next few. You know, it's got to be done by the end of the season for next season. You know, I think. Yeah, 
Do you think that our breakdown's slow when we're going in with possession of the ball? Do you think our ball placement and blowing over and that sort of stuff is slow and that's why we're either getting lots of penalties, turnovers, or just losing the ball? Well, we look unfit. We're not together. Yeah. Um, I always got told, you know, when we played rugby, you got to, you know, you have your latches. We don't have latches. They're, you know, yeah. they're three yards behind the ball runner. Um, we, we run a lot, um, you know, if we like, we make line breaks all the time. You know, we're not one of those teams that parks up and just, you know, like pistons, just run, run, run. We actually make line breaks, but no one's with them. You know, yeah. we've, we've got no support. And, and our breakdown, as soon as one of those um, Lucy's and the other teams, or even, you know, your likes of your hookers or your um, or your locks get on that ball. We we can't get them off because we're too late. You know they've already lifted. It's already a turnover or a penalty, um, and it's yeah. I'm, it's really hard to watch to be honest. It is at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, just going into the All Blacks thing as we spoke about before. Of course, there's been a tour announced. They're coming uh, back to New Zealand and playing some games over here. We're going to see Ireland and Argentina and and the likes of those guys coming here. Um, John Kerwin has spoken out, mm. and I told you about this in class the other yeah. day uh, about what he sees in an All Blacks lineup for 2022, uh, which includes a number of changes to the side that lost in France and Paris last November. Uh, he spoke up on Sky Sport New Zealand's The Breakdown, and Kerwin offered up his team. Uh, that he has been thinking of for the past wee while now, and it makes a massive amount of changes and cleans out a lot of Crusaders players um, out of the back line, especially with Richie Mwanga, David Havili, George Bridge, and Sevu Reese all missing out. Uh, of the emissions, though, only Havili was able to secure himself a bench spot in Kerwin's team. Uh, only one Crusader, Crusader sorry, in the form of Will Jordan found a place on the right wing, uh, while the Blues combination of Bowden Barron, Caleb Clark, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, and Rico Ioane filled the jerseys number 10, 11, 12, and 13. He would see Aaron Smith starting at halfback, while um, the second five-slash-fullback, Geordie Barrett, retains his spot in jersey number 15. Finley Christie uh, would be selected to back up uh, Aaron Smith on the bench, while Damian McKenzie returned to play a utility role on the bench as well against David, uh, alongside David Havili. So a uh, very, very interesting looking backline. I guess we could say that John Curran can see uh, the All Blacks using uh, when it comes to that tour, which I think has its moments, has its ups and downs. Like I, I think there is obviously a, a core Crusaders backline at the moment, and I'd love to see some of these Blues players introduced, and maybe even a couple of players um, from other outfits, like the Chiefs and that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, interesting assumptions. What are your What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, we're obviously talking about this the other day, but you can definitely tell that Kerwin's a Blues fan. Um, yeah. I don't know about Caleb Clark. I don't think his form's good enough to start eleven at the moment. He's a good player, but you know, as I said, probably in the first few episodes of the pod, I think he's um, I think he's rookie. You know, he makes those mistakes, and it's kind of you know he'll he'll run. 30 metres, but he'll lose you two penalties. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, I don't know about him. And Roger Tuovasa-Shek, he's, like, to be fair to him, he played really good um, the last week I watched. Um, but I don't know if you can just put him into 12, you know. In just, a black jersey. Just straight, straight away, in. you know. Chuck him on the bench or something, you know, at least. Um, and, and on a low-key game as well. Not something that, you know, Ireland are a good side, Ireland Argentina are a, are a good side. side. Mm, definitely. I, yeah, I'd be careful if I was them. I'd, I'd, be, um, I'd be putting him on you know, against, yeah, sort of Scotland's or something like that, you know. Or even you, some of your island teams, you know. Yeah, like the Fiji or, or Tonga, yeah, as you say. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if you can just straight swap them in. And I think the Crusaders, I mean, they've got some good players, you know. Um, Moanga, I think Moanga's, you know, two two years ago, I would say Moanga was one of the best players in the world. Yeah. Um, he was playing really good footy. So I don't know if you can just discount, 
players like him. Um, who else were you saying that they didn't take? Sort of Bridge, which which I can understand. I don't, yeah, no, I don't think Bridge has, has got the get, the goods for the team. Severis. Um, yeah, I think Severis is playing good enough footy to make a bench spot. Um, I'd I'd say he's honestly doing better than um, Caleb Clark at the moment. I know it's not his wing, but you know you can swap a few players around. I I don't know. Yeah, I I was probably disagree with John Kerwin in a way. Um, I'm not really a big, uh, you know, your sort of front row type guy. I don't know much about the front row, so I can't say too much about um, his picks there. But he said he's 18, TBA, so that must be um, something to be confirmed. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, not too sure. Well, that's, of course, um, Joe Moody as well. He's a season-ending injury, so you won't see him in that all-black squad, which could be handy for Ethan DeGroote to secure a spot in the black jersey, of course. He's sort of there or thereabouts, hoping he, he gets in the black jersey again because they took him last year in times where he wasn't being played. So we sort of thought, you know, maybe he's going to get sent home. But they held on to him, and he obviously ended up getting uh, a little bit of game time as well. Uh, the front row that Kerwin can see, he sees George Bauer alongside Cody Taylor and Ofa uh, Fassi, which is not a bad front row, to be honest with you. Uh, in the locks, you see Sam Whitelock and Brody Retallick, and Scott Barrett was unable to secure himself a position at all. So not even on the bench, which is interesting. Instead of him, Ethan Blackadder and Tupu Vai are providing loose forward and lock cover. In the loose forwards in the starting lineup, though, Blues captain Dalton Papali'i, because he's playing unreal footy. He is playing good footy. He's a big boy too. He is. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really recognise the size of him. Um, you know, when you see him on TV, but yeah. he is huge. Yeah, exactly. He's named to start at uh, blindside in the sixth jersey. Sam Kane at seven and Adi Savia at eight. So uh, I think. Interesting choice with Sam Kane there, but he is the All Blacks captain. He was named as the All Blacks captain after Richie McCaw left, and I'd say he'll slide back into that captaincy role um, straight away now that yeah. he's, he's back from injury. I agree. It would be either him or Sam Whitelock, but I don't know if I if I rate Sam Kane as a player. I think he's a good captain. I'll give him that. I think he's one of the toughest players in world rugby, to be honest. I'll give him that, but I don't think he's got the goods. I think he's a wee bit slow. Um, he's a bit brawn now. You know, the game's played at a, a lot faster pace and you kind of need to be there or thereabouts. So I think he's a wee bit slow, but, you know, I'm not mad about him playing seven yeah. at all. Um, I'm it's Going back to that Hollanders thing, you know, you look at the team and Aaron Smith, that's the only player. Exactly. Um, not even Ethan DeGroot, um, as you said. So I think that's something the Hollanders have to look at um, and build on, I guess. No Frizzell? No Frizzell, exactly. Another player... Um Sorry, not another player, another person in the media, I guess we could say, uh, Jeff Wilson, who's a massive face in rugby nowadays uh, as a Sky Sport presenter and that sort of stuff, and on the breakdown as well. He actually called John Kerwin out about putting um, Dalton Papali'i on jersey number six. Yeah. He said, you've always been a man that says that a player should never play out of position. Yeah. And this is what Wilson is saying to Kerwin, and Kerwin's going, oh, oh but, you know, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And, and Wilson's saying to him, mate, Yes, you always say no one should be playing out of position, but you go and put Dalton in jersey number six, which is out of position. Do you see him as an international blindside flanker? But do you? Do you not? Sort of thing. And Kerwin couldn't answer it, but he 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 straight away sort of backpedaled a little bit on the fact that he had changed around people that you know don't play in those positions and that sort of stuff, mm. which is very very interesting. Yeah, I like that from Wilson. Yeah, so calling mm. him out on things that Kerwin said a lot for, for a long time. And obviously, uh, Wilson's a huge supporter of footy in the South. Um, 100%. So he will back mm. lots of those Highlanders to be, be in the black jersey, likes of um, Frizzell, Smith, DeGroote, those sorts of guys who have all black experience, um, which I like. I respect that a lot. Well, is that it for our Super Rugby? I think it is, yeah. Should we jump into a bit of a bloke thing? Have a bit of a catch-up. 
a bit of a bloke sound. I might chuck in a bit of cricket at the end as well. Okay, all right. Yeah. Let's run into that, eh? Bats, balls and blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi. Shutsy, I'm real proud of myself, actually. What? Why? Why are you proud? No choking fits yet. Yeah, well, that's been every episode so far you've had I know. I haven't had to, to say back apart from the start of the episode. How do you do it? Can I, I'll try it. You tell me if I do it right. <clears throat> you got to cough first. <laughs> Come on. Back. That wasn't bad. It's got to be more of a pause, though. Okay. More of a pause. Let's hear it. <coughs> back. Ooh. It's quite subtle, isn't it? Just back. Yeah. Know? Back and back and ready to go. Well, we are back. After two weeks away, of course, you headed back down to Dunedin. I headed to nice Chicago. That was nice. Nicely linking that in. That was a nice one. Yeah, I was real proud of that. Did well. Um, so, of course, we headed back down south, caught up with fa- uh, friends and family, all that sort of stuff. I uh, went away for a few days with my mates, which was good to get away. 100%, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, what did you get up to? I don't know. What Obviously, did you get up to? Uh, I caught up with my mates. We went away to Kingston. Um, grandparents have a house there, so we went away, stayed there a couple of nights. Boys were pretty feral. It's been a while since we've all been together. They were um, in all sorts of weird stuff. Boys stunts. or just you? No, I behaved myself because it was it was like my, my house. Yeah, sort of thing. yeah, I had yeah. To, you were yeah, playing parent. Yeah, I had to keep an eye on things. But um, everyone behaved. Who was themselves. the worst? Call them out. Who was the worst? Um, Jed Mockford. Jed Mockford. He behaved himself. That is, of course, the uh, under nineteen batsman of the year for Otago. Uh, he behaved himself. He did well. Um, Sam McDonald. He was he was pretty tame as well. So the boys the boys were pretty good. I think all round. Um, usually Sam. Gets a few bevies in him and starts breaking stuff, but we, we kept him under control, which yeah. was which was good. Uh, went back to Invercargill, caught up with the boys again, went to the pub one night, the Northern Tavern in Invercargill, seems to be my local, uh, with, a, with a couple of mates. And my mate Sean actually got on the pokies for a wee slap on the Monopoly machine, was going pretty good. What about 100 bucks, I think it was, and I thought, shit, that machine, that's going to blow. I reckon I can get the jackpot out of this thing. So I got on, put 10 bucks in or something, I think it was, and I was slapping away on the pokies and... I was like, oh, okay, I got a few wee features and that, but they weren't weren't enough to win me big bucks. So I got off, lost my ten bucks. He gets back on, and he wins again, and wins a decent amount of money too. Shit, I don't know it was what a it lucky was. machine. Apart from when you were on it. Well, it must have just been lucky for him. Yeah, I was gutted, mate. Absolutely gutted. Well, it's only a tenner. It is. I you suppose. lose that on the Warriors every week. <laughs> yeah, that's well, you do, mate. You do on your TAV. <laughs> you're just about addicted to that, aren't you? Well. Talking about this, um, obviously I put a wee, we've had a, quite a, actually we'll, we might as well talk about the Instagram, like while we've been away we've had a few interaction or mm. interactive stuff, uh, which has been fun actually, sort of being away from it and still, you know, accessing the socials and, and whatnot and we've had a, a few. Reaching out to our fans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've had a few sort of polls and, and, and things like that, so yep. um, yeah, so probably good thing. And thanks to everyone for joining our live the other night too. Exactly. And asking questions. That was a bit of fun. We're going to try and do that a little yeah. bit more as well. Well, we, we meant to be like 15 minutes and we were on there for 50 minutes, you know. Yeah. So, um, it was really good questions and stuff come through as well. Uh, we got to sort of chuck some things off our chest, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Bit of, bit of personals. Yeah. How was uh, how was your holiday, mate? Obviously, we met down to Dunedin. You went away tramping or something, didn't you? Yeah, I tramped in um, Oho. It's not Oho. It's not Oho. It's Oho. Trapped in Orho um, for a couple nights. I stayed on the stayed on the beach one night and um, trapped up. Stayed um, up the hill. Was good with my dad. Um, so What's yeah. your old man's name? Bevan. Bevan. You and Bev? Bev. Oh, yeah, he'll love the call out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was really good. Uh, got home. Oh, actually, I went to, to Wanaka before that as well. Nice. Um, yeah, got home. Got a wee story for you, actually. Okay, hit me. I met a pretty famous guy. You'll know him really well. I can't say his name on the pod just because of his stature. 
you know, he's he's quite well known. Right. Um, he can't be too well known because I've still got no idea who you're talking about at the moment. Well, I haven't, I haven't explained him yet. Oh, right. Okay, so keep going. <laughs> you, can't really, you can't really say <laughs> well known and you just know, sh- bang, that's him. <laughs> this is a shit yard. <laughs> yeah. um, me and Jimmy... We're, uh, we're off to get um, picked up by the Uber. It was pretty late at night. We couldn't find a ride. They have Uber from, in Monica. From the Octagon. No, this isn't Dunedin. Oh, Dunedin, right. Old mate, famous guy. We'll call him famous guy. Rocks up to us. We're like, Jimmy looks at me. He goes, is that? I was like, yeah, that's him. That's him. He, um, there's a fight going across the road. So I start watching the fight across the road. And you didn't think to break it up? No, I was watching. I was watching. The cops were going across, you know, everything was Oh, happening. it was under control. Yeah, it was, not really. It was, <laughs> you know, if, one of my mates went and jumped in, but, you know. Um, I next thing you I look. for this yarn. You're standing up yeah, in your I'm, chair, I'm, walking I'm around. pacing again. Yeah. Um, one of my mates, well, anyway, I look to my left. I look at this famous person. Pants around his ankles, <laughs> peeing, like, right beside my foot. Like, you know, a wee bit went on my uh, shoe. And I'm thinking... Mate, you know, I, I did a wee um, step back fade. I went, mate, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you doing? And he's, oh, mate, just needed to go. I need to go. I'm like, the cops are right behind you. Like, you're a famous guy, you know. You're known. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, but like, you know, whatever. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh. Then, midway through, just pulls his pants up <laughs> with his undies with him. Still pissing. Still peeing. And it's just rolling down and rolling down. It's gone for ages, man. He could go for, for hours. He could fill mine a pull up. Down in Dunedin, well, you won't even know what one of Paul is. No, no idea. The Paul in Dunedin. Right. Um, yeah, and it's still going. And he's just talking to us, and it's just <laughs> rolling down. It's like like spilling, like I'm turning a tap on. And, um, you know, walk, girls are walking past. He's giving them big hugs. I'm thinking, look at this guy, man. He's feral. You know, that's terrible. And he's famous. Yeah, he's, you'll, you'll know him. You'll know him pretty well. He's pretty famous. You're not allowed to name drop. I can't name drop him. No, it'll ruin his reputation. But Jimmy knows when he listens. Right. Yeah, so... <laughs> That was that's my story. But you got any you got any ones like that? Um, not not really like that. Um, my mates had a tendency to get their kid off when we were in Kingston, which was a bit strange from the boys. But um, yeah, we got them under control pretty fast. Okay. Um, what other stories do I have? There's not too much really. It was good to catch up um with the family, of course, as well. Mm, um, definitely good to see see my dad and and, and my dog. Hank, good your to see dog. Hank. Hank. You got and a Shelby. dog called Hank. Yeah, Hank and Shelby. That's actually quite a good name. Yeah, Hank and Shelby. There at Is that your dad's so. dog? Yeah, yeah. So we didn't quite. What up is with it? Them. French bulldog. Oh, yeah. does it dribble? Not really. Do you give it a good shake? It goes and just dribbles out everywhere. You no, know when they not when really they, when they shake around. He gets angry though. Does he? Yeah. But like you actually. Yeah, but like me. But um, yeah, no, it was good. Good to see everyone. Good to catch up with my grandparents and that sort of stuff as well, and and see my nana because she's not um not too tech savvy on the old phone. So it was good to go around and oh, see her because I haven't heard from her much since I've since I've been up here. But um, oh, did you see your grandparents? Yeah, no, I did. You did. They still was... listen to the pod. Yeah, they do. Did you get yeah. in trouble at all? No, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, Joey, you just got to watch your language. I think it's, yeah, it's the I big do thing. have to watch my language sometimes. But you know that's how it goes. Um. I actually, my mum went to Australia, so I didn't. I only saw her sort of right when I was about to leave. But um, they were looking after my dog. Oh, Loved right. It. Yeah, my granddad built this like real nice little um, little hut for it. It's like a ma- it looks like a mansion for a dog. It's oh, real yeah. nice. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So they enjoyed um, having the dog for a, for a couple of weeks. But um, you got any help? You got any wholesome stories yourself? Wholesome stories. Um, oh well, it's been um, five years since my stepdad has been in remission, cancer-free. Um, he had a bit of a scare a few years ago and a few surgeries and a few rounds of chemo and that sort of stuff. Pretty nasty time, uh, but it was good to celebrate five years of him being cancer-free and in remission now, which was um, really exciting. So we had a wee dinner and that sort of stuff for that, um, which was cool. Really enjoyed it. That is cool. 
five years. It's a big milestone. That's a, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Um, whereabouts has your mum gone in Australia? Is she... She goes to sort of Sydney quite a bit. I think she's got a few friends there. Is she going to um, catch any NRL? No. You couldn't tell her you to go and... You don't know my mum. Go and get some exclusive footage, you know? Yeah, no, she's she's not that type of girl. No, but um, It's a shame. Well, uh, what have we yarn about? <laughs> Should we have a yarn about cricket now? Are we done? Oh, yeah, no, no, we're done. We're done? Right, yeah, so. We've got too much. Off. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know either. I thought, that's all you. You normally finish it off real well. You do your radio voice and go, you know, da 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 thanks to Scott, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, you were just um, talking before, though, because you haven't said a thanks to Scott yet. I know, and I really want to. Okay. So we'll save that for the end. Yeah, okay, radio. Cricket, what's um, happening in cricket? Cricket, not much, to be honest. We've. You know, we're sort of in that season where it's just IPL, so not much international yeah. games are happening. Um, have you watched much? You won't have watched much IPL. No. I, I haven't either, to be honest. I don't really like the IPL. I think it's a bit loud and annoying, to be honest. Um, okay. The Indian crowds, they just go and, like, it's not racist, by the way. There's just, I don't like the IPL's crowds being <laughs> real, <laughs> real annoying. I love how you pointed out that it's not racist. I probably shouldn't have, eh? You probably shouldn't because have. Because that made it. Racist. Yeah, it's not racist though. You're just saying. No, I just don't like Just the atmosphere. The Indian crowds. Um, (laughs) Not because they're Indian, because they're really loud. Anyway, um, England (laughs) are playing the the Black Caps um, next month, 29 days' time. Um, And the England squad just got announced. You're you're dying over there, eh? No good. Um, Yeah, it's no good, eh? I probably should shut up. Anyway, um, Kane Williamson back at captain. He's back. From his little injury, um, obviously no Ross Taylor, which is which is weird to see in a, in a uh, on a team sheet. Yeah, on a team sheet, having no Ross Taylor as he was such a sort of cl- what would you say impact? Yeah, such a icon. Icon. Mm. Yeah, for New Zealand cricket. Um, but like a foundation, I guess we could say. Like, mm. you know, sort of set in stone there. Uh, I just want to talk about a couple of Targo vaults because obviously I'm a Targo man. Um, Jacob Duffy. He's uh, a bowler for Otago Volts, and he's got named in the squad, as well as um, Hamish Rutherford. Hamish Rutherford's the captain of the Otago Volts, and uh, very good opening batter himself. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, they should do pretty well over there. Um, they've got a couple... I wonder who's going to fill that spot, actually, at four. They've got a couple options, really. They've got the sort of, you know, Dev Conways, the Will Youngs. Um, Will Young, his name's coming out of it too, isn't it? Yeah, Finn Allen's those type of players. I don't even know if Finn Allen, he's probably more, um, yeah, he's probably more one day. I don't think he's even in there. But um, for a T20 slash ODI point of view, Finn Allen, definitely. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next wee while to see who actually, because, you know, four is one of those spots where you've got to cement. You know, you've mm. got to have your four. Every country has a four. And obviously we had Ross Taylor and now he's gone. So um, it'll be interesting to see who fills that spot. Joe Ingram. I'd, I'd love to, to yeah, be honest. Jed Mockford? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Not having <laughs> it. <laughs> no, no Jedi. No Jedi. Well, uh, is that all you got in the cricket world? Yeah, you might as well um, do what you do best. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, uh, how about we sign things off and do our predictions? Okay. All right, let's cool. do it. Bats, balls and blokes with Corbin and Joe. Oi, oi. Well, there we go, Joseph. Episode 8, Bats, Balls and Blokes. Just Joe, mate. Just, Just Joe. Joe for you. Or Joey, actually. Just Joey. Joey on the pod. Joey on the pod. Uh, episode 8, about to sign things off. Thought we'd get into our predictions. Before we do that, though, you've been nagging me. You've got something that you want to say. Yeah, so um, thanks to Scott at Four Mates Brewery. Obviously, he's... Um, Four Mates what? Brewery. <laughs> brewery. Oh, my, I'm going to do Southland, Southland accent. Brewery. Brewery. Thanks to Scott at Four Mates Brewery. He's um, obviously done... 
huge things for the for the pod. So um, good to see him on the live as well. Mm. Um, he watched our fifty minute live and gave us some good questions too. So yeah, thanks, Sam. I think that's a uh, that was pretty good, wasn't it? That's good. Well done. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Right, you've got um you've got a few predictions in front of you. Um, so how about you start with that? All bit right, of, NRL of... round number nine sets me another action pack round as well. Uh, the Bunnies come up against the Broncos on Thursday night. Bunnies should tidy that one there up. I I'm I think the Broncos are going to win. Really? I bet on them. Yep. You bet on them. I'm playing three dollars fifty. Three. Okay. Yep. Not bad. Not bad. Friday Raiders versus Bulldogs. That's going to be an interesting game. Looking forward to watching that. Yeah, no, I think um, probably the Bulldogs are going to win. <laughs> what do you, oh, actually, I don't know. You don't That's know? It's a tough one. It is a tough one. Yeah, I'm going to say the Bulldogs. Okay, I'm going to Raiders. Panthers-Eels. Panthers should tidy that up nicely as well. That's on Friday. Yeah. Yep. Panthers. That all you got to say? Um, yeah, Eels aren't playing well, so Panthers. Uh, Saturday, Manly come up against the Tigers. Manly with the return of Tommy Turbo. Uh, Tom Travojevic, that is, of course. I think they'll get that done. Yeah, just because I think he's coming back, I'm going to say... Um, Yes, to the to the manly. Yeah, Titans come up against the Roosters as well. Roosters need a win to boost up the self confidence, I suppose. And Titans is probably not a bad team to get that done against. So I'll pick the Roosters in that one. Yep, easily Roosters, I think. Cowboys Knights. It's going to be a good game, but I think the Knights, the way they're playing at the moment, not great. I'd say the Cowboys will tidy them up. Yeah, actually, I want I want the Knights to win. Um, I'd like to see I them think win it. Ponga will play a big part of the Knights game this week, just with everything that's been said. So, um, but I do think the Cowboys are going to take that. Two games on Sunday as well to uh, round out the round. Uh, round out the round? Round out the round. I had to think about what I was saying for a moment there. Uh, Storm versus Dragon. Storm should win that easily. Yeah. Storm, I think, is going to probably do the job with a few points as well. Yeah, I'd say so. They play too quick, don't they? They do. Mm. Yeah. Just on another level at the moment, yeah, really. definitely. Uh, and the Warriors come up against the Sharks, which is the last game of the round on Sunday. I'd say the Warriors... Well, we end with a slight shot there, but I'd say the Sharks will probably yeah, able to do them. Yeah, it sort of depends how Hines plays, to be honest. It does. He's playing good footy at the moment. Yeah, man. he is playing real good footy. He's actually slotted into that seven position um, a lot better than, a lot faster than I thought he would have. I thought he would have taken a lot longer. Well, I suppose last week he struggled a wee bit, but um, other than that, I think he's played really well. Good so, leadership too, actually. Yeah, hundred percent. He's he's built. Well, I was saying the other day, he's built pretty good, isn't he? Like he, he looks tall. Yeah. And he looks strong. Yeah. He's got kind of like a V cut without sounding too, you know, on top of him. But he's got a bit of a, he's got a real <laughs> athletic looking body. You know what I mean? Like a real good build for a seven. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And he was actually on the list I saw the other day of players, um, we're going off topic off the predictions. He was on the list of players that I saw who have been big shocks this year. Mm. So, um, yeah, ups to him. Yeah, as well as Teleco as well. Mm. Um, I might as well, is that done? That's yeah. it, yeah. That's, I might uh, as well kick on with the Super Rugby um, this week. Uh, we've got the Blues versus the Rebels. Blues. Blues are going to smash, I think. The Rebels are, I think, they're the bottom of the Australian comp. Mm. Um, Reds versus Highlanders. Highlanders are paying more to win, so the Reds are the favourites in this one. Um, Wouldn't surprise me. Reds have been pretty good over the past couple of weeks against mm. the New Zealand teams. Um, I'd like to see the Highlanders win it, but I think they're going to have to pull finger, as you said earlier on. Um, so I'll, I'll take the Reds. All right, I'm going to go for the Landers. Um, yeah, I think they can get it done. Uh, we're going Moana Pacifica versus the Waratahs. Waratahs had a big win against the Crusaders, obviously, last week, so... Can Moana Pacific here, you know, get in the arm wrestle? I don't think so. No. Not at this stage in, in, the, in the championship when the Warri- uh, Waratahs are in winning form. Yeah, I feel really sorry for Moana Pacifica. You know, they've had a, a lot of COVID scares as well. Yeah. Um, which yeah, is sort of been struck majorly by COVID. Games yeah. postponed and all sorts of stuff. Definitely, and players out, um, which is which is tough. Because they've been forced a few games to play midweeks as well. So playing, you know, 
on a, on a said mm. day and then playing again on the Tuesday. It's short turnaround and then yeah. playing again on the following Friday, said day or Sunday. I think they played six games in three weeks or something. Yeah, sure. which is you know doubling it's up. A lot. It's not good for the players. No, it's not. Hundred um, percent. Chiefs versus Brumbies. Brumbies obviously at the top of the Australian ladder at the moment. So what do you reckon? I'd say Brumbies will be too good. I'd like to see the Chiefs win it though because they've been playing good footy against those Aussie sides. So um, I will say Brumbies. Yeah, I'm going to say Brumbies as well. Um, Force versus the Crusaders. Crusaders were pretty heartbroken after their loss last week. So I, want redemption. I think the Crusaders will be exactly. smashing that one. And Hurricanes versus the Drawer. Canes. The Fijian Drawer. Yeah, I think the Canes as well. Um, yeah, that's, that's a few of those games are back in New Zealand as well. Yeah. So um, I, know, I know for a fact that the Hurricanes game is back in New Zealand. Mount um, Smart, isn't it? Or is that a different one? There could be another game there. There would be the Blues, There'd though. be Blues, yeah. I think there is a game at Mount Smart. It might oh, be cool. next week. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. so cool to watch. Mm, exactly. So we'll keep a close eye on the games over the course of this weekend. But there we have it, I suppose. Joey, time to sign off. Say see you later. Um, hooroo. Yeah, hooroo. Episode 8, done mm. and dusted. Looking forward to catching up again next week. Don't forget, though, uh, we are doing an announcement next week. Huge announcement. Yeah, so we'll try and do that earlier in the week, and then we can uh, touch on it on episode number 9 of the pod. Thanks for joining us, though. Looking forward to hanging out again next week. Hooroo. Hooroo.